This podcast is meant for general health information and is not meant to override any medical advice. All questions will be screened and not contain any personal information. If you want a private consultation, contact us via positivechoice.org or you can contact your provider directly. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Positive Choice Wellness Podcast. I am Annalise, an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And my name's Melanie. I'm also an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And today we are bringing you the part two of the three A's with Renee Carroll. So enjoy the episode. Thank you. So I kind of want to, I kind of want to go back to like, the let's start with with awareness if we are struggling with awareness you mentioned journaling is there is there anything else that we can do to start strengthening our awareness to kind of just start the whole process yeah that's a great um question let me you know like i said earlier that our field is really informed now by neuroscience and neuroscience has come up with six things that people really need to do just to be baseline healthy. Like if you don't do these things, don't expect your life to work. <laughs> like these are baseline things. And the baseline that kind of keeps us in the game feeling okay is the number one thing you wanna do on a regular basis is get high quality sleep. In fact, neuroscientists say if you, don't, if you forget the other five, that's fine. There's nothing more important than sleep. We live in a society that's highly sleep deprived. People will say, again, going back to the military, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I've got so much to do, you know, da, 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 da. And I'm old enough that I remember before the internet. Before the internet, it wasn't that hard to turn off a TV and go to sleep. Today, we've got our laptops and we've got our audibles and our computers and our cell phones, it's really hard to shut it off. And I'm not even on social media like young people are. It's really <laughs> hard. Well, in order to get good sleep, and, and sleep is like a bell curve. S most people need seven and a half solid hours. Some people on the minimal level can get by on six. Others need nine or 10. The only way you'll know if you're getting enough sleep according to the Stanford Sleep Clinic, is if you wake up without coffee, without an alarm clock, and feel ready to go. I don't know anybody like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anybody like that. But that's when you know you're getting enough sleep. So what, the, what their suggestions are, if we're going to just do one thing to kind of be ready before you can even journal, is let, let's get enough sleep. The way to get a, good, a lot of sleep is to as much as possible, nobody's perfect, we're never gonna be perfect, we're just walking in the right direction. As much as possible, seven days a week, or most of the time, go to sleep at the same time and wake up at the same time. And then once, think of your alarm clocks as bookends. There's an alarm clock that wakes you up, and you want an alarm clock to go off one hour before you wanna go to sleep. And that alarm clock that goes off one hour before you go to sleep is an alarm clock that says, oh, let me really get close to nature again. Remember in nature, 
midnight gradually becomes dawn. Dawn gradually goes to high noon. High noon gradually goes to dusk, and dusk gradually goes to midnight. You want that last hour to be that way. So when that alarm clock goes off at the end of the day, the bookend at the end of the day means turn off all electronics. Dim your lights. Use candles. That last hour, everything goes off. Maybe you could take a bath with candles. You want to say words of affirmation. You could meditate. You could do yoga. You're winding down. Most people go to the very end. They're cleaning. They're watching TV. They're on their cell phone. They're planning the next day. All of that is going to interrupt with your sleep. You want that last hour to honor shutting off the day and going down and help yourself with looking at the darkness, make things dark. Those are the two most important things. Another thing is most people need a room that's cool. Our body temperature needs to drop in order to go into deep restorative sleep. There's cycles of sleep. There's four stages of non-REM sleep. REM is rapid eye movement or dream. And then there's a deep restorative sleep. Typically, the deep restorative sleep only happens in the beginning of the night. But you never get to that deep restorative unless your body temperature drops. So if you're eating a lot, if you're on electronics, if you're doing a lot, you're not going to cool down enough to get into deep restorative sleep. Halfway through the night, you're never going to go back there. So there is research now that's showing people who don't get enough deep restorative sleep throughout their life are more vulnerable to Alzheimer's and dementia. And you two don't have to worry about that, but at my age, I'm definitely worried about it. So I like really try to pay attention to my sleep. I do not want to lose my mind. So sleep is the number one thing, okay? If you're not getting asleep, you're not going to be self-aware. You could try, but you're going to be checking off a box and not really doing it. You cannot be self-aware and looking at acceptance with consciousness if you're sleep-deprived. I also saw this article recently that was suggesting like when they're, they're trying to figure out like do smartphones really impact your sleeping ability and they're like there's a group of people who it doesn't really impact because what they found is they could be on their phones all the way up to the point where they fall asleep and the only reason why they sleep the full night is because they're so exhausted from not getting enough sleep that they always fall asleep well because they're just exhausted all the time. Yeah. And they just still don't wake up rested. Yeah. But I found that fascinating because they're looking at the impact of smartphones for what yes. you're saying to wind down time and it was yes. like yeah because you're exhausted all the time you don't notice that you're just falling asleep because you're purely exhausted. <laughs> yeah, and what happens when you fall asleep when you're totally exhausted is it, it screws up your sleep architecture. The architecture is the four stages, REM and deep. When you're falling asleep exhausted, you may fall straight into REM, or you may go into a little bit of deep and then go back here. And if your sleep architecture is off, you're not gonna, it's going to be restless, and you won't wake up restored. Mm. So sleep is important. You can't accept your life and be aware of your life if you're sleep-deprived. Okay, so sleep is the number one. Number two and three is what you two are experts at. It's tied. Exercise and nutrition is tied. Okay, and then third is because, or, or fourth rather, is um, is our self talk. People need to be aware of their self-talk. That's that constant stream of, I'm doing okay, I'm likable, I'm an idiot, I can't believe I'm late again, oh my God, there I did. Or, gee, I'm doing good enough, I'm, I, I deserve good things, whatever it is. Our self-talk, actually we found out from neuroscience about 15 years ago, our self-talk releases 
neurotransmitters that make us feel calm. If our self-talk is positive, serotonin, dopamine is released and we kind of feel okay. If it's critical, it releases cortisol, for example, which is our stress hormone that makes us feel a little bit more critical or anxious or different things like that. So our self-talk is something we want to be aware of. And if you're not aware of your self-talk, it's happening and it's affecting you and you don't even know. It just seems like it's your truth. It's like the water you're swimming in, but you don't even know it. So you want to start paying attention. How do I talk to myself? What's my relationship like with myself? Um, cognitive behavioral therapy is looking at your self-talk. Is it a distortion or is it supportive and true? And then how does that motivate my behavior and how I am in the world? After self-talk, so we've got you know sleep, nutrition, exercise, self-talk, and then we've got um, social connection. Because we're social animals, it's really important that we feel like we have people that love and understand us and we love and understand people, okay? And we all have to have that. Each of us have a different need for it. But people, if we are lonely, if we are not connected, it absolutely disturbs our awareness. It makes us be a little bit more paranoid. We feel isolated. The more disconnected we are, the more our thoughts get distorted. It's really important that we have social connections. Um, any questions about that so far? Well. What what was catching my mind on the self-talk thing was going back to our taking the trash out example. And when you were asking us what our fears were about that, what our anger was about that, that kind of comes down to that self-talk thing of what is the story that we are telling ourselves about the situation and and then how is that affecting our action? Are you a plant? That's like, that's like, that is exactly what I want everyone to get. Yes, yes, yes. You guys are brilliant. It's because you have such good nutrition and exercise. Yeah, and I'm well, well rested today. Yeah, yeah me too, yeah. actually. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And what happens for a lot of people is they don't know their self-talk is distorted. If they think it's true. And... If we think our self-talk is true and it's distorted, then it can really cause a lot of problems, right? Yes. Well, one of one of the things that I think I think we all talk about in our healthy balance class, but I talk about a lot in my class is like how powerful that is to recognize that your reality is perception. And that can be a big pill to swallow, but it's really cool and it gives you a lot of power because if what I'm experiencing is based on the story that I'm telling myself, I can change the story whenever I want to. Absolutely, absolutely, I love it, I love it. This is my favorite topic ever, okay? So I'm gonna quickly tell you something that this is my, this is my favorite, okay? In neuroscience, just for the argument of discussion, this isn't really true, this is just to talk about it. Neuroscience says there are five brain states. Number one and two is when your brain is in balance. Brain state four and five is when your brain is out of balance. And on the line, state step, you know, brain state three 
is when you're like a feather in the wind. It's like you have no internal core. So externals will either pop you up or make you go down. Children are a level three. If you gave a five-year-old an ice cream cone, or me, if you gave somebody an ice cream cone, I'd be like, yeah, I'm feeling good. If it fell in the mud and it couldn't be replaced, I'd be devastated. You lost children. your balloon. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay? So children have no inner core. You lose the balloon, you drop your ice cream cone, it's, it's a nightmare. Adults, typically by the time people are 25, they should have developed an inner core. Not everybody does, but most people, by the time our brain is done developing at 24, typically by 25, we've developed an inner core so that we can modulate what's happening externally. We can be aware of it. We can accept it on, a, on life's terms, and then we decide how to respond. So how our brain state determines that is, is just what you're saying. Like, when our brain is in balance, we look at certain categories. And the categories we look at to see if we're above or below the line is an emotional state. So emotionally, when we're above the line, we feel the full range of human emotions. You can feel angry. You can feel guilty, grateful, happy, secure, proud. You can feel the full range. But when we're below the line, those same feelings get shifted. Like anger turns to hostility. Sadness becomes depression. Fear becomes panic. Guilt becomes shame or we are chronically worried, or there's that false high. You know, like, oh, I'm great. Someone who's always saying, oh, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, and they're kind of manic but you don't really feel like they're great. <laughs> That's a false high. Mentally, when we're above the line, we have clarity. We're able to sit here and say, I see what's happening around me. When we're below the line, we tend to feel a little forgetful or not really clear, or a little obsessive. Time, our relationship to time, when our brain is imbalanced, we're able to be in the present moment. The feelings of time when we're out of balance is we tend to feel nostalgic about the past or we think about the past and worry about it or we feel like we'll be happy in the future. We're not in the present. Relationships, when our brain is in balance, we tend to be close but separate. We have boundaries. Below the line, when our brain is out of balance, relationships tend to be merged like, I'm responsible for this, or you better take out the garbage no matter what, or I, if you're sad, then I'm sad, or they're distanced. Early in life, men tend to be distancers and women tend to be mergers. Like, women want to get married, they want to build a home, guys are like, ah, I want to play the field. It changes at about 50. At 50, women are the ones that get divorced. Women are like, okay, I'm done taking care of people, I'm out of here, and guys get married right away. Guys, it completely flips. Guys tend to merge, women tend to distance. But early in life, either way, if you're merging or distancing, you're not connecting, okay? That's out of, your brain's out of balance. Behaviors tend to be easier to be healthy when you're in balance. When you're out of balance, it's hard not to drink too much or eat too much or whatever. Um, cravings seem high and unmanageable when we're out of balance. But there, you can walk by a bakery when you're feeling in balance. Health will feel vibrant and resilient when our brain is in balance. We'll feel sick and vulnerable when we're out of balance. So those things give us a clue, like how do I feel? That gives you a clue, am I in balance or am I out of balance? If you're out of balance, buckets of compassion, no judgment, accept it, and what do you do to feel better? You exercise, you sleep, you take deep breaths, you have gentle self-talk. You connect with someone who's going to give you a hug or say you're okay.
like tell me about it it's okay I've been there too those are the things and having this awareness allows you to accept we're all in the same boat it's okay and then with that clarity of action so the journaling is really about going through those feelings are you angry are you sad are you fearful are you guilty what do you feel grateful about what do you feel happy about what do you feel safe with and what do you feel proud about what do you feel proud about with the garbage I feel proud when you take it out I feel proud that I'm gonna stop nagging you I feel proud that I asked you and now I understand why you don't take it out whatever you know um, does that does that make sense yes I I love this all so much because this allows some of us who like myself I always kind of default to logic linear logic like let's solve the problem and so you're you're looking at where you're at and the things that you're struggling with so if I am finding myself struggling with depression if I'm finding myself struggling with cravings um, overeating whatever it is I can go okay light bulb on now I can go back to this list of fundamental needs and let's let's see what I'm checking in let's see what I'm checking off and that makes it so external for me where it's not like oh well I can't control my cravings because I am you know worthless and I've never been able to control it and you know the whole that society spiral. and culture and everything so yes. remember doing these things the sleep exercise nutrition self-talk and social support is the car with the steering wheel and the wheels you've got a car if you're doing those things you've got a car but do you know how to drive it driving is about awareness acceptance and action awareness is always buckets of compassion you're not in it alone you're in a culture that tells you you should look this way or be this way or whatever it's not you don't buy into the BS so lovingly accept be aware are you taking care of the basics do you have the wheels and the driving you know are you taking care of those things and then be aware accept don't judge be tolerate and then you go through the flow of feelings your feelings will tell you they're the royal road of what you need to know what you need to do and then you take action you take action and say it's okay honey we all like sweets it's a rough world out there <laughs> what else would make me feel better though and okay so just to go through like for the the flow of feelings so first we go am i angry sad am i sad what, am I, what, am I, what do i fear what do i fear and guilt. am i feeling guilt right and then we go to grateful what am i grateful for what, what makes me happy even though the situation is happening, even though I'm not happy in the situation, what makes me happy so I can continue to stay with it? Okay. Then the opposite of the fear is safe. What makes me feel safe? And then what makes me feel proud? I love it. Because mm -hmm. that is something that I can, Melanie can, all of our listeners can. We can just have it and we can run through it. Jet boxes. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm a list maker, so I'm like, yep. box, 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 yes. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And all the boxes need to be held with love and acceptance. Mm. Don't let society or magazines or social media tell you how you should feel or how you should look or how you should be. They have an agenda. They want to sell you something. 
You know, oh, you're worried about getting old? Buy this 100 jar of anti-aging. Oh, you should be thin. You know, <laughs> Katie Couric, if you're old enough to remember her, she, 20 years ago, she was interviewed and she was put on the top of a magazine. And when she looked at the magazine, she didn't even recognize herself. They shaved off 20 pounds. It's like they didn't even ask her. Like our society will tell us we should be young, we should be thin, we should be rich, we should be this, we should be that. No, take it all back and what is the reality? I am this and I am enough. I am lovable. I am unique. I'm bringing something that will give other people permission to be themselves. And these are the, the you know, do I have my car? Do I have a car with wheels? Am I sleeping? Am I eating? Am I exercising? Am I doing self-care? If you're not doing self-care, you're not loving yourself enough. So more self-compassion. After that, it gives you the clarity to be aware and the flow of feelings. Our feelings, if we have the full range, will always point us in the direction of what we need. Once we have that awareness, then we can take action. Then we can respond rather than react. And we are going to end on that note because that is so powerful. That is so fabulous. I feel like you gave us so much good insight today, so much good tools to go for, and then hold it all with self-compassion and self-love. Oh, it was so fun. Thank Brita, you so just, much. I think we just loved having you. This was fabulous. Yeah, so fun. Absolutely. This is awesome because I'm just sitting here like thinking every time you said something like sleep, I'm like sleep tracker. Because <laughs> I, like, I have a sleep tracker that tracks like REM cycles and deep, and I was like, "Oh, that explains a lot." Okay, okay. Well, thank Very you. Very eye-opening. I love it. Thank you for letting me have two sessions. Let me thank you for following up with Chris and Scott, who I I adore them. Yes, and just to touch on that for our listeners, um, the episode that Renee is referring to is the resilience episode. So if you are interested in listening to that, take a listen to that and um, make sure that you like, you subscribe, join us online at positivechoice.org. And Renee, again, thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure. Oh, I just love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Until next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.